Welcome to another episode of Brick House, the podcast about reframing porn addiction. I'm your host, Ben Fraser, who also happens to be a recovering porn addict. Today, we're talking about whether change is possible. Well, I believe it is possible. That's a spoiler alert. But first, the 60-second check-in. Today is day 146 for me, no porn, and uh, it's mostly going pretty well. The thing that's been most helpful lately is uh, check-ins with um, my accountability partner, Greg. We've been uh, checking in almost uh, on a daily basis by text and uh, weekly with uh, conversations, the the FAST fast check-in, which I talked about in an earlier episode. And uh, that's been really helping keep me on track, even as there are things in my life that are kind of stressful. Okay, well, let's get to our topic. So um, I have a lot of notes today. Uh, Sometimes I just kind of talk off the top of my head and then edit it later. But today I have a lot I want to say. So um, the inspiration for this podcast was another podcast called Invisibilia which I highly recommend. And uh, I, will, I will put a link in the show notes to the one, the particular episode that inspired me. And it was called The Personality Myth. So the question that they posed is, um, you know, are we, is our personality stable? And most of us kind of go through the world thinking that, you know, we are the same. The people around us are the same. You know, if they are honest today... They will be honest tomorrow. And if they are funny today, they'll be funny tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's very helpful, I think, to go through life expecting that people are going to be more or less the same as they were. Because it would be a little weird if you kept thinking somebody was going to be different, you know, every time you saw them. Who am I going to meet today? But um, what I learned by listening to this podcast is that our personality is changeable, um, which is actually very hopeful if there's something in your personality that you don't like. For instance, that you tend to look at porn and masturbate a lot more than you'd prefer. (laughs) And you want to stop. Because the thing is that I think it's easy for, for people like us to think that we're stuck here. This is always what we're going to be struggling with. Because we've been we we've been trying to quit for years, or months, or years, or whatever it is, and we haven't been able to. So, what's going on? You know, can we change? So here's a few things that I learned from uh, listening to this episode of Invisibilia. So, um, they talked about this thing called the marshmallow test. Um, maybe you've heard of this. It's the it's this idea where um, the uh, the person doing the test, a psychologist, puts a marshmallow in front of a kid. And the interviewer says to the kid, here's this marshmallow. You can eat it right now, or you can wait two minutes, and when I come back, you can have two marshmallows. So basically, it's a test of whether the kid can can wait, you know, can, can put off uh, this desire, that's this delayed gratification, you know, can... Can a person have delayed gratification? And when they did this study, a lot of people um, kind of 
interpreted it as, you know, by saying that, well, if, if you can't, if you can delay gratification when you're a kid, then you'll be able to delay gratification as an adult. You're going to be more successful. You have better relationships. You're less likely to get into trouble. But if you can't wait, that's bad. And you'll kind of be stuck that way for the rest of your life. And unfortunately, you're just kind of out of luck. But um, it turns out that the people who were interpreting this study um, kind of left out an, one part of the study that really illustrates a completely different point. And that is that the interviewer would test one, one kid, and maybe the kid could only wait 30 seconds. But when the interviewer changed the question or changed the, the framing of the experiment a little bit, everything changed. So in, so in this case, an interviewer came and talked to the same exact kid who could only wait 30 seconds and said, uh, try this time, see if you can um, try to pretend that this marshmallow that's in front of you is just a picture. It's just a photograph. It's not real. That's a kind of a small change, but it ended up having huge re uh, differences in the results because that same kid could wait for 15 minutes before eating that marshmallow. So what, what does this mean? Um, this means that if you can reframe the situation, if you can think about it differently, if you can use your imagination, then you can change the results. I think there are huge implications for, for somebody who thinks of themselves as an addict. I'm going to get to that later. I want to talk a little bit more about, about personality and, and how that can change. Um, another experiment that um, was done was... Um, Another one with kids um, is that kids were tested in different situations, uh, like they were kind of basically uh, encouraged in certain ways to cheat and lie at school and at home. And what they discovered is that it wasn't consistent. It's like sometimes there was a kid who would cheat in math, but he wouldn't cheat in English, like ever, and so on. So. So it, that kind of result basically flies in the face of this idea that like, well, if you're, if you're a cheater, you're always a cheater, you know? And so what they, how they interpreted these results is that it depends on the situation, okay? In certain situations, people will act a certain way. In other situations, they'll act really differently. So their personality, the thing that we think is, is uh, stable and fixed is actually not. It really depends on the situation. So that also has a lot of implications, I think, for us as addicts. I'll go into that again later. But one more thing I want to talk about change um, is that actually uh, physically our bodies are changing quite a bit. Um, the red blood cells in our body change every 120 days. Our hair changes every few years completely. Uh, the cells completely are replaced. Skin cells every two or three weeks. Um, the, the cells in our colon and stomach every four or five days. Um, you might have heard that our brain cells don't change. Um, uh, neurons apparently are, are relatively stable. But the thing is that there are atoms that make up these neurons that are constantly turning over. So in a way, you could say that like every five years, from us on a cellular level, we are completely new people. 
It's like nothing, nothing remains. Um, and, you know, everything is replaced in five years, which is kind of remarkable to think about. Well, what about memories? Um, well, it turns out that, um, you know, we have some, um, we might have some memories that are really intense and traumatic, um, like, I don't know, being in a car accident or something. And so that memory is stored in a certain place in our brain. And you might think that that memory is always going to be with us. But the thing is that every time we think about a memory, every time we recall it, the memory kind of gets corrupted a little bit so that it shifts a little bit and it changes. So it doesn't, it doesn't stay the same. Which I think is, is one thing about, um, one reason why um, talking to a therapist can help because if you talk about an experience, you can kind of revisit it and get a little bit different perspective on it and then it won't have the same effect uh, anymore. You know, you can change how, how an experience affects you. And even our DNA changes over a lifetime. So there's so many ways that we can change. There's so many ways that we are changing <laughs> and that don't stay the same. And I take this as very hopeful. I want to talk about an experience in my own life with change that happened just um, a couple of weeks ago. Is uh, I was uh, visiting my parents and um, I find my relationship with my parents very un- un- uh, unsatisfying, I should say. Um, and it, it kind of feels, I'm 55 years old, but it feels like they're still treating me like a teenager. And um, they tend to kind of talk a lot and um, don't really listen to me very well. Um, and I've, I've been really frustrated with that dynamic and felt like that's always the way it's going to be. Um, but um, a couple of weeks ago, I decided to, to try to talk about it with them. And it was actually very hard to do, partly because I was feeling very hopeless about it. And partly because I was concerned about maybe hurting somebody's feelings or, uh, or, or, you know, there were a lot of different issues that came up for me. But without going into too much detail, um, things did change. And my parents actually listened to me. And I feel like this relationship that's 55 years old has actually shifted, which is incredible. So relationships can change. Relationships can change. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So, well, all right. Well, let's talk about some of the implications of these ideas to uh, being an addict. So, if our personality changes depending on the situation, what does that what does that mean? What are the implications for us? What can we do to change our situation? Well, um, I think that that this is one of the strategies for dealing with this is changing your situation. And maybe changing your situation, there are some things you can do, like, you know, change your access to pornography, right? That changes your situation. Um, another way to change your situation is by talking with people in your life about your struggle. You know, that changes your situation um, so that you're not isolated. Um how else can you change your situation? You know, moving to a different place. That's kind of a radical thing. Um, what if, you know, one of your triggers is that you don't get enough sleep? You know, if you're able to, if you do something different in your life where you're, you make sleep more of a priority, that changes your situation. 
so um well, what else oh anxiety what if what if your um anxiety is about money i'm talking about me here what if anxiety about money is one of the triggers for you but um if you can get into a situation where you're not so worried about money where you're more stable where you you get a better job or you're you're uh, with a partner who who helps you out a little bit financially from time to time um that can change your situation so you know there's lots of different ways that we can change our situation and that changes us basically is is the point it's like um change our situation and it changes us so so that was talking about situation but so what if um the other thing they were talking about is like what if you reframe it you know like when the, in the experiment they were talking about a marshmallow and said what if you just imagine that this marshmallow is not real then you can wait for 15 minutes so that is really interesting to me because i think i have a good imagination and uh, I, I tend to believe that people who look at porn also have a good imagination because you have to use your imagination to think that this static image or this little video clip is going to make you happy or give you, give you what you need in your life, you know, because it's, it's not. <laughs> so, um, so I tend to think that if you're... Uh, if porn is a thing for you, then you have a good imagination. So that's really fascinating to me. Um, I don't. I haven't really thought about this before, so I'm just going to try and riff on this in uh, real time and see what I can come up with. Um, how can you use your imagination? How can you reframe things? Well, one thing, I guess, is just like, you know, if if we just see ourselves a little bit differently, you know, if if we if we see ourselves as not being stuck, as being able to make choices, you know, and not being it's it's not inevitable that we will look at porn and masturbate. That's not that's not our fate, you know. We can we can shift it. We don't have to we don't have to be that way. You know, this is a choice. I think just reframing reframing it that way and just using your imagining yourself as like not choosing that not making that choice you know and for me that that actually means kind of like dealing with my feelings in a different way you know reaching out to to people um so kind of changing how i uh interact with the world not not isolating myself so much but but reaching out more getting more friends just if I'm having a hard time talking to somebody and saying I'm having a hard time and not like just holding it inside and trying to deal with it. So um, I think those are some ways of, of, of reframing sort of me, who I am in the world. All right, so um, that's what I wanted to say today and I hope you found it useful and interesting. Feel free to email me if you uh, have any thoughts or questions and want to continue this conversation. Um, Now I'm going to do a little appreciation, and that is for an honest mechanic. Um, I just took my car into the shop today, and I'd been having this weird problem, and I took it to my regular mechanic, and it was like, it's kind of going, and it's like, and it's kind of like wobbling a little bit. It's like, what the heck's going on here? My, My regular mechanic 
who I've gone to for the last few years, just didn't had, tr fixed different things, but this problem didn't go away. I took it to another mechanic. He figured out exactly what it was. He changed it. He didn't charge me a lot of money and he's gonna be my new mechanic. So I don't know, it's just nice when you find somebody good in the world who can help you and uh, doesn't charge you a huge amount of money. So um, that's my appreciation for today. Uh, and uh, that's the show. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find links to some of the things I talked about in the show notes. And if you have questions or comments, if you want to watch the Brickhouse web series or listen to other podcast episodes, go to brickhousewebseries.com. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know how you're doing. And uh, if you want to give me a, a rating on um, iTunes, that would be fantastic. So remember, change is possible. <laughs>